A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week, The disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith, and Jesus responded, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. In today's gospel, the faith that saves the Samaritan reminds the apostles of the absoluteness of the faith that they have been given. So dramatic has been the turn in their own lives that they are like trees that have been uprooted and planted in the sea. Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem. He's on the home stretch of a journey which began in chapter 9 and will end in chapter 19. The setting here is both ambiguous and telling. Jesus is traveling through a borderland of sorts, an area neither inside nor outside Jewish territory, and neither inside nor outside Samaritan territory. Remember the violence at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, when his hometown crowd tries to kill him, after he reminded them about the prophet Elisha healing Naaman, the Syrian army commander? Naaman was a great warrior, and a leper. Jesus seems to imply that God's salvation extends to outsiders and cannot be assumed by insiders, an idea his hometown listeners understandably interpret as a slap in the face. A young Israelite slave girl, captured in one of the Syrian raids on Israel, began the process of healing by telling her mistress Naaman's wife, that there was a prophet of great power in Israel. After some official negotiations, Naaman finally arrived at the house of Elisha. The prophet sent a messenger who told him, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and you shall be clean. Naaman was furious. I thought Elisha would surely come out to me and call upon the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leprosy. 
Maybe if Elisha had commanded a mulberry tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea, Naaman would have been satisfied. When Naaman finally got his ego out of the way, he went down and washed seven times in the Jordan River, according to the word of the man of God, and his skin became like that of a young boy. Naaman, an outsider both as an enemy of Israel and a leper, was blessed with healing by God. Now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Naaman asked to take some dirt home with him, since he has come to recognize that the God of all is especially the God of Israel. He wants to honor that fact by taking home as much of the land of Israel as he can pack into a two-mule cart. When Jesus enters the town between Samaria and Galilee, Ten lepers, keeping their distance, cry out for pity. Jesus sends them to the priests, who will determine, according to the law of Moses, whether they have been healed of leprosy. The lepers immediately demonstrate their faith by following Jesus' instruction, even though they still have their disease. Only as they are on their way do we find out that they were made clean. Jesus has responded to their cries by drawing from them an act of faith that results in their physical healing. The lone Samaritan has a dilemma. To which temple should he report? Jesus surely means the Jerusalem temple. But as a Samaritan, he recognizes Mount Gerizim, as the true place to worship God, and his priests are, of course, the Samaritan priests at Gerizim. Since both Gerizim and Jerusalem are south of Galilee, the Samaritan can begin heading south with the Gang of Ten, but eventually he must face this choice of the proper place to meet God's mediators. On the way, the Ten are cleansed from their disease— The Samaritan, alone among the ten, gets an insight. Neither Jerusalem nor Gerizim is the sacred place to meet the mediation of God's presence. That sacred space is now the person of Jesus. And so he comes back to Jesus, praising God in a loud voice. He falls at the feet of Jesus, thanking him. There is more to that word thanking than meets our English-speaking ears. For Luke writes eucharistio, a word that is used in the Greek Bible only for thanks and praise given to God. And God, in Luke's writings, is reserved for the Father. This sentence is saying, in effect, that the Samaritan is acknowledging that the proper place to encounter the presence of God is in the person of Jesus. Jesus' own words affirm this insight. Was no one found who turned back to give glory to God except this outsider? Just after he began his journey toward Jerusalem, Jesus tells the story about a Samaritan 
who came to the aid of a Jew who had been beaten and left for dead on the road down to Jericho. The Samaritan was showing us what loving our neighbor looks like. In today's story, a Samaritan who was also a leper, a double outsider, is showing us what loving the Lord your God looks like. It looks like returning and glorifying God for being the one from whom all blessings flow. How can we learn to see the world through their eyes? What difference does our faith make in loving God and neighbor, in loving with gratitude and mercy? In the book of the Acts of the Apostles, also written by Luke, when the risen Jesus commissions the apostles, he seems to picture Samaria as a kind of first step, a threshold to the wider world God means to save. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. God's saving love is for everyone. But the road to the ends of the earth goes through Samaria, which is to say, it begins by reconciling with and learning from our supposed adversaries right next door.